Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Many Happy Miles, a podcast celebrating all types of forward movement and searching for the joy in an active lifestyle. Whether it's a strength session with deadlifts, my favorite move these days, or an open water swim in the cold month of March, we're here to say yay and dig into all of it. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I'm Sarah Wessner Flynn, your co-host. And today I'm saying yay to being bundled up under a blanket because it's nice and toasty in my house, but it's freezing outside. I'm just waiting for spring to arrive here. Gotta love the March weather, right? It's like, it is very uh, up and down, up and down. All right. Well, Sarah, I have a serious question for you. Um, When was the last time you were in a training rut? Well, it wasn't that long ago. It was right during COVID after having Maeve in 2020 and getting a really nasty case of plantar fasciitis following that and just not being able to put any pressure on my foot. Um, that kind of threw me into a training rut where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm never going to be able to run again. It hurts to do everything. And um, I just had to kind of bide my time. But that ener- led, led me to... Uh, doing trail racing because I just needed, I was afraid of running on the roads and I just needed something different. And so I tried trail racing um, and it kind of opened up a new, a new adventure for me. So, you know, even though it was a time in my life where it wasn't that great, it did kind of lead me down a different path, which ended up being a good one in the end. So yeah. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, so I love that that it gave you something new to try, even though it was felt very desperate at the time, right? And you're like, okay, well, let's see how trail racing goes. And I mean, you know, it usually for me, I get injured before I can get into a rut, which I mean, you know, a rut can be injury, of course. But, you know, it's never like I, I was never able to really like string together a season of racing um, on the roads. But there are times I definitely feel like flat and unmotivated. And I would have to say probably... I mean, COVID definitely was a, I think, I think all of us can just put a big like training rut over that. Mm-hmm. I think COVID's the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, I, I, for me to have a goal on the horizon and I love an adventure so much. So I'm like, you know, if I have a goal or an adventure in mind, I tend to be pretty motivated. It's when I don't mm-hmm. have that, that I tend to be like, ah, I don't need to do that. Or it doesn't really matter. I did it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when you're working for something, you know, it matters. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like every there has to be ruts in our lives in all points. But then like I always think, well, you get past it and then something even better comes along. But it's really, really frustrating when you are in that rut and you can't see or you don't have the motivation. So I just like if anyone's struggling out there, hopefully this conversation that we're having today will get people really excited. Right? <laughs> get it, get it, if you are in a rut right now, get them excited to, to find that one thing that's going to kind of lift them up. Light that spark. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, some training ruts can be just feel like little speed bumps and they just call for some small tweaks, like maybe like your favorite high school songs playlist. Like I would put, you know, Bon Jovi living on a prayer on that, like, you know, probably on repeat. 
mm-hmm. or just maybe even running a route in reverse. Like it's just, you know, that also is a just changing up the normal. But, you know, if you find yourself regularly ending your run early for no reason other than you just want to, or you've lost enthusiasm to go out at all, or are consistently injured in your sport of choice, ding, 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 um, or maybe you're just jonesing for a new adventure, then definitely listen in, listen up today, because we're going to talk through three ways of breaking through a training rut. The first one is setting a goal and connecting regularly via virtually or in real life with a new running friend. The second one is trying something hard and definitely out of your comfort zone. And the third way of breaking through a training rut we're going to talk through is trying something new. And just to be upfront as we are around these parts, all three of these ways also correspond to a live event we're offering in the Train Like a Mother Club. But that said, you can easily take the upcoming conversations and tips and apply them to your own situation. No registration required. So we're going to start with the power of setting a goal and training for it with a workout buddy. Our guests are perfectly suited for this as coaches Jess Hoffheimer and Amy Scorich are regular running buddies in Cary, North Carolina, and they're actually going to the Boston Marathon together in April. So welcome, Amy and Jess. So Amy, how did you two meet and become running buddies? I was following Jess on Instagram and then learned that she was moving to exactly the same area in North Carolina where I live. And then we ran into each other at a local race and then we just kind of kept in touch. And eventually one day we just planned a run together. And from there, we never stopped. The rest is history. When was that? And when did you find, quote unquote, find her on Instagram? That sounds a little, you know, sketchy, but but we'll let it go. (laughs) I think that race was um, in April 2017 or so. Um, and we had over time, you know, just, oh yeah, we need to run together. We need to run together. And then eventually we made it happen. And I think we started running together much more, not until about 2020. Okay. It was during the pandemic, like lockdown. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Jess, how often do you two run together? We try to run together as much as we can. I feel like this time of year, it's usually like, I don't know. I think if we're lucky one or two days a week in the summer, it's easier for us. Our kids are really different ages, so our schedules are not the same. Mm-hmm. But one or two days a week for sure. Definitely one day. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, you, you don't always get a chance to run with your best running friends like that often. So yeah. once a week is great. Yeah. When you finish your run, Amy, do you check in with Jess? And I know you just, when we were just chatting, you're like, oh, you went for a run this morning. I don't know if you guys were together, but do you guys check in and talk about your runs together afterwards? Uh, we, we do not all the time, but pretty often, especially I would say our long runs and our workouts, or if we know, Mm. so Jess knew I had my workout yesterday and she texted me before it and told me to have a great workout. And I knew her run was going to be this morning because we're constantly trying to make plans to get together. And, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, we do, I think, especially on those, those bigger efforts. So we do talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Is it nice to have that, like, knowing that someone knows that you're out there doing it, even when you're running solo? Jess, you can answer that. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, this week we've had really weird, it's 87 degrees here today. Oh my (laughs) god! And our pollen in Raleigh is so bonkers. Yeah. So like the other day, I feel like I did my workout on Wednesday and I got a text from Amy actually during my run. She was like, you're probably out there crushing your workout. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like in the cool down and it just, it made me smile like knowing because she was thinking of me and I you know, then, you know, I was excited to tell her how it went. And then she did her workout, like we said, 
yesterday. And again, it was really fun and colony. And I knew she had a big one on schedule. And I think it, it just helps knowing like we're in it together, even when we're not together. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Jess, like riff on that a little bit, because I mean, in what ways do you feel like having a running buddy has helped your running? I mean, is Amy or any running friend, you know, an essential piece of gear? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like my relationship with Amy in particular has made me stronger and more appreciative of of being a runner. Like I have someone who totally gets it and shares in the highs and lows with me. Um, and I feel like she pushes me on the days that I might not want to get out the door on my own. Like I'll show up for her and makes it easier for me to show up for myself on days like that. Totally. And Amy, what's your take on, on the whole running? You know what the new word is? It's situationship. Just so you know, if you haven't learned that yet, you're not in a relationship. You're in a situationship. It's like a, you know, a level lighter than an actual boyfriend, girlfriend. So Amy, what's, what's your take on that? On your, on your situationship with Jess? I echo everything that Jess said. I'm pretty close to like tears because it's just <laughs> in happy tears. Mm-hmm. She is an essential part of my everything, but especially my running. I feel like the same. There are days where, you know, I might be struggling to get out the door. Motivation's a little bit low. The weather might be really cold. And if I know Jess is bundling up and she's going to meet me out there, some days I'm just, I just do it. She's like, I'm getting dressed. And I say, okay. I'll be there. Let's just do this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to freeze together and it'll be fun and great. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yeah, I just, I really look forward to it. It makes the miles go by so much faster. I find that we'll talk the whole time and then we'll finish and I'll be like, I have 5,000 more things to talk to you about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely makes the runs go by. So that when the three of you guys were brainstorming about cool programs to offer this year, and Jess, you brought up the 26 Strong program, which was a Saucony program from a few years back. So tell us briefly about it and your experience with it. Yeah. Oh, it was so neat. So this was, I think it was back in maybe 2014, 2015. Oh my gosh. That's like almost 10 years ago. But we don't age. We don't age just, yes. just so you're wondering. <laughs> right, right. But Saucony did this really great program where they chose 13 women who were running coaches or experienced runners to coach a woman who had never run a marathon before. And I was so lucky I got chosen um, to be one of the the coaches slash mentors for that program two years in a row, actually. And it was just so amazing to be part of that process with someone who'd never done this before. I mean, I coach anyway, but this was just such a really intimate experience because it was very much one-on-one with someone who literally didn't know what she was <laughs> embarking on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got to experience that with her, but then also with my fellow coaches and their people who had never run a marathon before. And, and it all culminated on race day. We were all there together. We had matching clothes. So it was easy to identify each other out there. And it was just so fun. And actually this morning I went for a run with one of my fellow coaches from that program. Oh, <laughs> um, so everyone, yeah. Lindsay Hine, who was a, a coach, she's a, a mom, a mother runner. Yeah. And everything. Podcaster. And so we was, know Lindsay Hine. Yeah, yeah. Podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she moved here years and years later. She moved here from Indiana and she reached mm. out. We know each other because of that program basically. 
Nice. And do you keep in touch with your cadets still? The first year they did it, we chose our, well, you could do it however you wanted to, but the first year I chose someone who had mentored me personally in my Pilates journey. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, I am in uh, close touch with her. She is amazing and has moved on and actually is now a mother runner mm-hmm. and at the time wasn't. Um, and then the other year that I did it, my cadet was someone I chose. Like I did like a, I had everyone write to me and I, it was really hard because I had over 300 people were interested in, in doing this. And mm-hmm. I chose this woman who, whose story was really touching to me. And yeah, she has not run another marathon. She was in nursing school at the time. And this was a really pivotal thing for her after going through some, like a loss of a child and a divorce. Wow. Um, and the run, the marathon was really healing for her. So that was transformative. And we are in touch just more on like a social media mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, super but cool. yeah, it was amazing. Well, so Amy, we're going to riff on that program with a program we're calling Better Together. We're not a major shoe company, but we think we can pull it off pretty well. So tell us about how it's going to work, Amy. So similarly, we are working with first time or first in a long time runners who want to run half marathon or a marathon. So first in a long time could be anything, a long break because you were stopped because of children or recently had a child or for whatever reason, but you haven't run the distance in a long time. And then we'll have protégés and mentors in the same sense. They'll be matched up by location, personality, interests. There's a whole quiz that everybody can fill out all their information, talk about if they're an introvert, extrovert, what kind of running buddy they like, what kind of support they want. It's really a great questionnaire. And they will then use either our run-walk program or our run program and the mentors will help them along the way. They'll be like their brand new best running friend from wherever they're located. And then we will all meet up on race day, race weekend in Indianapolis. Uh, and race day is October 28th, 2023. I love it. I love it. And so I would just add, Amy, you did a great job explaining it. The only thing that I want to make sure is that people know that they can do a half marathon or a marathon. The Saucony program was a marathon program, but we are going to make it a little bit more inclusive by bringing in 13.1 into the mix. So you can come in as a first time half marathoner um, or first in a long time half marathoner, as Mm -hmm. Amy explained, or you can come in as a a mentor for the half marathon distance. You can also do that for the marathon distance. So just so you know, there's lots of different slots you can fill. Mm -hmm. And yeah, of course, both races are offered in Indianapolis. And so Jess, tell us a little bit more about why you chose Indy as the destination. Yeah, well, I've run there twice and Amy has been there. We actually went this last year together. She did the half and I did the full. And it's just, it's a great race. There's such awesome energy there. The city is so accessible. Everything's right there. Like the start and finish line, the hotels, the expo. It's really a easy race to logistically manage and it just has a great vibe to it. The course is runner friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all hard, of course, but this one isn't like, you know, riddled with massive hills. It's known for being a race that people tend to perform well on. Mm -hmm. And we just love how inclusive it felt and how easy and accessible everything was. 
Love it. Love it. And it's a beautiful time of year in Indianapolis. The leaves are so colorful and it's just beautiful. Is it, it's spectator friendly too, Jess, right? Yeah. It's uh, not a difficult race to spectate either for either the full or the half, which is wonderful. Nice. Well, so Jess, if someone's looking for a running buddy in their own area, if they're thinking, oh, I want an Amy, I want someone who's going to text me and say, go crush your workout, which, I, you know, sounds <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Um, do you have any ideas on how to f- track one down? Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, so I moved where I live just about seven years ago, and I was going through the same, you know, kind of thing, like, oh my gosh, I need to find my own friends and women that are like-minded and running buddies. Um, so what I did, I mean, I do have a presence on social media and that helped. I mean, like Amy said, she knew I was running there and, you know, using hashtags like Raleigh running or, you know, your area, you can, you can do a little bit of that, but if that's not your thing, I would say, um, go to your local running store and, um, they usually have group runs and you could try to pop in one of those maybe in your neighborhood, there are things where, you know, there's neighborhood 5Ks or things like that. And then I actually also joined like a women's running group here, which was really helpful. And so guess putting yourself out there in those ways, I think can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just being part of another the AMR community because, mm-hmm. you know, we have women everywhere. Yeah, so just, yeah, yeah putting yourself out there, just saying, hey, <laughs> does, does anyone live in Rockville, Maryland? Um, and where I live, we have like this really diverse running club where it's like every pace. And so I, it's pretty unique, but I do think there are other clubs like that in throughout the country that Mm -hmm. have access Mm -hmm. to different training groups. And, you know, we have first time marathon programs, advanced marathon programs. So sometimes what I was intimidated when I moved here 10 years ago to join it because I was like not really in shape and I just had some babies and I did join in. Mm-hmm. It's really was life changing. So there's lots of resources, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of marathons, both of you guys are running the Boston Marathons, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's you're you've done it multiple times. So why don't you let us know? Uh, we'll start with you, Amy. How is it going? How are you feeling about your preparation? Everything is going well. I had a brief illness earlier this week that thankfully didn't last for too long. And then I was able to just get right back into my workout, which went great yesterday. And I'm excited for another big long run this weekend. And I am also very excited for taper. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken spoken like a true runner. I'm excited for the long run, but I'm really excited for taper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm hoping the weather for you gets dialed down a little bit because that 87 degrees in a long run, that's going to be, that takes me back to my fall training when I was doing the long runs in the summer. But yeah. And then, so Jess, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't believe it's only like three, a little over three weeks away. Usually it's, it's this part of in the training where I'm like, oh, okay. I think this is where my fitness is at. I think this is sort of like what's realistic to expect. Um, but of course we don't know what kind of conditions we'll have. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see, but the grind has been, <laughs> we've been plugging away and this weekend I got my longest long run and then I'll start to pull that back. So yeah, I mean, I feel strong and excited and 
I'm bringing my daughter with me to Boston this year. She's 17 and we'll be heading to college in the fall. So um, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel like all the emotional pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to feel healthy and strong. And I feel fit. Like, okay, we'll just go out there and do what feels right on the day. But I'm just so excited. Amy, and I have lots of athletes running this year mm-hmm. and my daughter's coming with me and so, you know, it's like there's all these layers of goodness to it that, yeah. you know, I hope we get a good weather day, but it's just, it's going to be awesome. And, no and you had mentioned it's 10 years to the, to your first time doing Boston and 10 years yes. to the bombing, correct? So there's a couple of milestones. Correct. It's the 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so crazy? My number is 10101. And oh my gosh. My, so my daughter and I were talking about it this weekend. I'm like, oh my gosh, that has two tens in it and five numbers because it's my fifth Boston. And so we were just like kind of riffing on that. And it's just kind of fun. Oh, there's a lot of meaning and significance just that it is that 10th anniversary of the bombing too. And mm. this year to be going back, I just feel a lot of gratitude. Great. That is awesome. Well, all the layers of goodness, that was a great way to describe <laughs> both Boston and what we're looking to create with Better Together. And so check out the show notes if you want to learn more information. We'll be right back with our show. You're going to get out of that rut after these messages. Next up, we have Christy Scott, coach of our ultra programs. If you've ever been around Christy, you know she's just a badass. A kind, loving badass, of course, but she just has this air about her that makes you believe that she can do anything and by default, you can do anything. And I love it. So Christy's going to lead another live special program at the Blue Ridge Ultra, which is just outside of Atlanta on October 7th. But you don't have to run an ultra. In this Race Like a Mother program, you'll have the opportunity to train for and then complete a 15K, a 30K, or a 50K trail race. For us U.S. residents, most of us, (laughs) that's about 10, 18, and 31 miles. So we've teed up Christy here to talk about getting out of a training rut by doing something hard. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. Thank you for that intro, man. That makes me feel good. That like... That completed my day. Thanks. (laughs) Good, good. Well, as we alluded to in the intro, you seem drawn to tough things like Spartan races and ultras, like 100-mile races. So what's the draw for you personally? Oh, yeah. I'm always looking for the next thing. What what can I do to see how far I can push myself? I mean, it's a, you know, we go through the daily grind of our routines, and it's always fun to have something out there. You're like, gosh, I wonder if I could do that. And yeah, whether it's a race or I do rock climbing, I do all these different things. And that's why I like being active, but I want those things to also be challenging and maybe take me ideally to places I've never been before. So races are a phenomenal way to do that. I've tried to pick races in parts of the country that my husband and I want to go to because he's my crew. So it's, that is just a fun thing to do. It gives us an experience together. It lets me test myself and it's just it, I think, I feel like it just makes us better. And also the, those type of challenges feed into your daily life and they really help you deal with challenges in your day-to-day life that you don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you also excel, Christy, at coaching athletes to do hard races. So as a coach, what kind of fulfillment does it bring for you to see your athletes slay a race that is out of their comfort zone? 
Oh, that's, that is absolutely the best part and my favorite part of coaching. I'd rather celebrate their successes even than my own, because it's just fun. When people come to me, a lot of times they're coming to me, ask, like, I'm not sure if I can do this, but this is what I want to do. And I'm like, yes, you can. And I can see things in them that they can't see in themselves. So it's really fun to, through the training process, to pull those things out of them. And like you just said, they'll come back from a long run. They're like, oh my God, I just ran 20 miles for a training run. I never thought I could do that. So it's so fun to watch people break out of their previous selves and realize what they're really capable of. And then it just opens up so many other doors for them. Mm -hmm. So trail running, for those who haven't tried it before, it's a different animal than rose racing. So can you give us an overview of what it is and what the vibe is like on the trails? Oh, for sure. So obviously trails are going to be anything that's unpaved and some of them are really basic. They may be like rails to trails. A lot of people like those, which are typically just crushed gravel and typically barely, fairly flat. Then you've got a little more technical trails and then you've got trails like we have in North Alabama, which are going to be real similar to the ones in Northern Georgia that are very technical. We have a lot of climbing, we've got rock and roots and So it's, you know, it's a totally different kind of animal. The thing that I love the most about trail running is like what you just said is the community. It is like a big, happy, hippie family. I mean, mean, you know, it's not cutthroat the way a lot of road racing is. And it's everyone helps each other. I mean, you can run up next to somebody on a trail run you've never met before. And then all of a sudden you're pulling each other along. You're like, hey, come with me. You can do this. And it's you know, we have our crews at the different stations and the crews become like second families and, you know, they'll hop from one aid station to the next so they get to be friends. And it's just a, it is a wonderful community that is so welcoming to every person that wants to try it. I mean, it's, it is not an exclusive community and I love that so much about it. Mm -hmm. I experienced that um, when I became a trail runner and, um, you know, I came from like the track and field world where it's cutthroat, as you mentioned. And then somebody's like, Mm -hmm. you always stop if somebody falls and they announced it at the beginning of the race. And I was like, thank you for announcing that because I might, I mean, I feel like human nature, sometimes you will just stop, but like as a competitor, I was like, well, why would I stop? But then the race director says, if someone falls out there, you stop. And I fell. Yeah. I fell. And somebody, like three people stopped. And it was really kind. They were all like way up there trying to win the race. And they stopped their races for me and got me back on my feet. And then now that's happened mm-hmm. to me on the other end where, you know, I've had a competitor fall. And I'm like, as much as I want to beat her, I have to stop and help her back up. I yeah. pick up her glasses that yeah. flew off the trail. So <laughs> which happened to Exactly. Me. Yeah. So I've had that experience and I just love that. And I know that, you know, we're all kind humans. It probably would happen too if you were in a marathon, but it's, there's just a a camaraderie out there. Like you mentioned Mm -hmm. that it's much more familial and friendly. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so the Blue Ridge Ultra, as we said, it's in North Georgia, just uh, North of Atlanta. It's no Mm -hmm. Barkley Marathon, which is going on right now as we record. But the Blue Ridge Ultra is definitely a challenging course. It is doable, provided that you've trained properly, which of course we are going to have you train properly in in the Race Like a Mother program. But Christy, tell us a little bit about the course and how you're going to prepare our athletes to slay it themselves. Okay. Like I said, it's, I have a familiarity. One, I've run a lot of races in Georgia, but also our trails are very, very similar. So you're going to encounter technical trails and it's not a rails to trails. 
It's not like the trails out West. I mean, everyone says that if you can run trails here, this part of the country, you can run them anywhere because they are challenging. We've got a lot of limestone. So if it's wet, it's slick. So you've got the limestone rock, you've got the roots because we have obviously lots of vegetation, trees and all kinds of things. So there is, they're very technical, but they are absolutely stunningly beautiful and very rewarding. It's a lot of power hiking. We're actually going to have you work on some of that. Um, you got to get good at that because there's a lot of hiking and ultra running. People don't, you know, people have that misconception. They're like, oh my gosh, you ran the whole hundred miles. Like, uh, no, <laughs> that is, it is a run and a power hike. And sometimes I sit on the side of the trail and cry, but it's, it is not, we don't talk about that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens. Trust me. We've all cried. <laughs> so this has, you know, like Dimity mentioned, a lot of elevation gain. So we're going to work on incorporating that into your workouts. You know, we'll work on getting a certain amount of elevation each week during your training, especially during your peak weeks. We'll actually try to hit during the week just about the same amount that you're going to do in your race on race day. So we'll make sure you're ready as far as that elevation is concerned. We'll do strength training, which I am a huge proponent of, but we'll really focus on some things that'll help you build that leg strength and help you be ready to handle all the elevation gain and the moving around. You're using different muscles than you are running on the road where you're just in that constant steady pace. This is like, you're going side to side, you're jumping over things, you're crawling under things. So there's, you know, there's a lot of stabilizing muscles that need to be worked. So we'll be, we'll be doing some things like that. Um, and then making sure you're getting in the right amount of like yoga, mobility type things, because you are using some new muscles that you're not used to using. So hopefully those things will help you loosen up after doing all the climbing and things like that. And then we'll also talk about gear. I've actually been practicing myself with trekking poles and a lot of people have used them you know, for hikes, but they've not used them for running. And I was one of those people and this race does allow poles. So I highly recommend them. So I've been the last couple of weeks actually using them during my, I used them this morning on my trail run and just getting used to that. So we'll talk about gear and how to practice with them, how to pick the right ones and things like that. Very important yeah, things. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, with all these programs, I feel like there's a not quite quantifiable relationship between the size of the challenge and the satisfaction gained from it. Right. Do you both agree? Sarah, I'm curious, like, is there something that comes to mind where you're like, whether it was a long race or a hard race, or maybe it was the Twin Cities Marathon when you qualified for Boston? For sure. Yeah. Like putting that out there and um, doing something that was really out of my comfort zone and really working towards something. I don't think I'd ever trained for that long of a time for just one event before I was always doing one race and then the next race and the next race with kind of an A, a race in mind. But this time I didn't race much and I just trained. And, um, you know, when you look back at where you came from and right, right, you know, the night before the race, thinking about all the training I did, and it did feel like a big deal, which I'm not a big deal kind of person. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go run a marathon, you know, but it was a big deal. And now this, I still kind of am basking in the satisfaction of that. I want to do another marathon. And I think that'll, um, you know, build on top of those, the, that feeling, but, um, that was a big goal. And that was something that I set out to do that I hadn't done. I had a lot of challenges in the years prior and I kind of was able to overcome all this things, the injuries and the coming back from having a baby. And there was just so many things that I put in front of me as obstacles that 
were insurmountable. And once I got past them, I was like, wow, okay, now what's next, right? So, you know, it doesn't have to be a marathon. It could have been something else. I just came from a background where I had done half marathons. I had done triathlons. The marathon was something I had not done seriously before. And yeah, what a satisfaction it was. And, you know, then you just kind of, you're hungry for more. And as Christy's talking, I'm thinking, I think I want to do an ultra. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Come to the dark side. Yeah, I'm a little scared of it, but I think that's really where you uh, you, you got to go for it, right? Good. Do something that scares you is what everybody always says. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone's interest is peaked, but they're not quite sure if they've got what it takes, what would you tell them, Christy? Um, find a friend that who will go out with you and... And just try it. Like if you're talking about just starting trail running or trying an ultra. I think, I think this program, I mean, you know, if they're like, well, I mean, so, cause I mean the 10 mile distance, like you're like, well, I I don't know if I would travel for 10 miles. Well, it's 10 miles with, I think it's 3000 feet of climbing, isn't it Christy around there? Yes. 3,233 feet. So not, and not to scare you, but that is, um, that's a, (laughs) I mean, that's a big feat, right? It's a doable feat. It's not, it's not impossible by any stretch, but it is a big feat. So yes, if someone's like, well, I'm interested, but I've never trail run before, like talk about why it's worth it to do it. Well, one, you get to see some amazing scenery. This area of the country is so it's a hidden gem. Hmm. It is absolutely stunningly beautiful. We've got beautiful hard trails, but the scenery, we've got, you know, there's lots of water. So we've got waterfalls on every corner, it seems like, out on the trails. It's it's just gorgeous. So it's an opportunity to see a part of the country that you may not choose to go to otherwise. Going to somewhere new and trying something out, again, that challenges you. To me, there's nothing like being out there in nature. It's such a good way to just get out there and forget about everything else. Mm-hmm. That, that to me makes it worthwhile. And I just love, I always tell everybody when they go to a new place, and this is true for road running too, that the best way to see a place is on your own feet. Like you're going to see things you would never see in your car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that to me alone is is worth it. Totally, yeah. Totally. Yeah. You sell it very well. And so <laughs> I want to go to Alabama. And- <laughs> Come with us. <laughs> so again, the Blue Ridge Ultra is on October 7th and we'll have training programs for all three distances. So for mm-hmm. more details, go to anothermotherrunner.com forward slash live 2023. And we'll also have links for it in the show notes. Finally, there's the power of trying something new to get out of a training rut. Sometimes you're forced into new pursuits like I was when I had to stop running, but I'd recommend proactively adding them into your routine, as would coaches Jennifer Harrison and Elizabeth Waterstrat, who we chatted with briefly about the beauty of being a beginner again. We asked Coach Jen about when she realizes an athlete is ready to switch things up. It really comes down to a couple things. One, are these athletes getting injured more than they should be getting injured? So are they chronically tired, chronically sore, chronically things hurt on their bodies, right? I mean, there's a little bit of that when we do any sport, but if it's a repetitive sport like running and we keep having these problems, I usually will suggest, all right, let's do some cross training. Would you add anything to that, Liz? You know, when you start to feel like what you love to do is becoming more of a chore or people will say, oh, I just lost my mojo. Well, then just move in a different direction then and and don't be afraid to try something new. 
So speaking of trying something new, some of people who are listening might be interested in trying a triathlon. And since you are two tri-queens around these parts, can you talk a little bit about the physical benefit of adding two different sports, swimming and biking, into your workout routine? The nice thing about being a triathlete is, let's say you're not in the mood to do one of the sports. Well, you've got two other sports that you can go and do and still gain fitness from. So it's just a nice way to mentally break things up. And also, it's just wonderful for your body because you never get too bogged down in the demands of one of the sports. You're not always on your feet and you're not always using your upper body. So you can really get in some good cross training and just really nice way to develop well-rounded fitness. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, you just said you're not on your feet, but I just want to kind of put a exclamation point on that, or I should say double click on that because that's the new way <laughs> kids say things. Um, but yeah, the low impact. I mean, can you just talk a little bit about how you can still be a runner and and biking and swimming can positively impact your running, right, Liz? Definitely. So I always say your heart doesn't know which shoes you're wearing or which fins you have on your feet, I suppose. So your heart just knows that it's, it's getting in activity. So with the biking, you know, you're, you're still getting in a good amount of cardiovascular work. And also the, the patterning, the, the neuromuscular patterning of spinning the pedals around is very similar to what you do when you run and you turn over your legs. Coaches Jen and Liz are back to coach Race Like a Mother, the Forge Triathlon, a group sprint triathlon program for a race that is outside of Chicago and is very beginner friendly. We went to this race last year and despite a tornado warning starting our morning out, we all had an amazing time and a training cycle. Ingrid, one of the athletes, wrote on the Facebook page after the race, I just want to thank this group for getting me to my first try. I am hooked. I dream of outdoor swimming, and I fell in love with biking. I never thought I would. I love that. Testimonial, Sarah. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I dream of outdoor yes. swimming. <laughs> I know. I know. It gives me chills just to think about that. Like, fulfilling a goal, like a lifelong goal like that. It's just amazing. Yeah. So for those of you who'd rather stay dry and focus on two wheels, we've got two bike events in separate parts of the country, one in Portland, Maine, and one in Evanston, Illinois, both the weekend of September 9th and 10th. You can pick your distance, 25, 50, 62, or that century ride, which is a hundred miles. We're super fired up for all of these programs. We love the momentum of a group during training, the memories you make on race day, and the way your perspective of yourself shifts when you cross an unfamiliar finish line, as Coach Liz states so well. I think we all have, you know, whenever we try something new, we think, well, I'm not this or I'm not that or, or I'm not athletic enough. But over time, you you do things and you're consistent and you start to have little breakthroughs and you, you realize that, yes, you, you are that identity or you can become that identity. So I just love, I love helping people tap into that. As do we. Again, everything is linked in the show notes and we hope to cross paths with you open water swimming, trail running, running with your new best running friend or cycling this summer. Our podcast today was produced by Barry Medore of Fire on the Bluff in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm.